Hello and welcome, yes, welcome to the Homemaker Podcast. I don't have any clever intro like I did last week. No double G? No, well, sure. It's Alex Arion, the Golden Greek. Hi everybody, welcome. I'm joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, the lovely Monique. How are you, my dear? Hi, I am well. Great. I'm good. I'm great. I'm all things awesome. Yes, that is true. Yes. That is great. Because I choose to be, damn it. Well, yeah, right. I mean, that's, uh, that's how it gets done. Yeah. You got to make it happen. Yes. You can't just sit around waiting for it to happen. No. Well, you can. <laughs> you can be waiting a long time, though. Yeah. So what's new with you, my lady? It's been a busy week, um, fulfilling orders and scheduling uh, hypnotherapy consults and appointments. Um, yeah, and, and one of the things that I have been focusing on is just making sure, like, I have time to enjoy my family, our family, just enjoying the moments. Okay. Yeah, and speaking of moments, one thing that I've been doing that is really cool is I just find myself like thankful for the moment I'm in even if nothing's going on because no matter what happened yesterday and what could happen in the future I have this moment and I'm thankful for it and just being in that moment and I'm grateful that I can do that bravo I have gratitude for having gratitude. <laughs> okay. It's like a fractal. Just, <laughs> just keeps going and yeah. going. All right. How about you? That's, that's great. No, nothing new. Just the uh, same old, same old. Living the uh, the dream. Or trying to wake up from the nightmare, depending on, <laughs> <laughs> depending depending on, on the what, day. Yeah, depending on the day, I guess. Yeah, no, nothing new. Well, nothing speaking new. of dreams. Um, a bit. Oh, no, go on, and then remind me to tell you about my dream. All right. Uh, okay. Yeah, no, nothing. I just, uh, I, I've taken the last couple of weeks off from exercising of any kind just to kind of give my body a break, like no walking, no nothing. And, uh, yeah, feel feel all right. It's like some nagging, like, aches and pains are starting to kind of go away a little bit, so it's good. But, no, other than that, nothing. A lot of reading. Yes, a lot of eating, reading. Eating too many snacks and cookies with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> too many. But that, that, that all changes in, a, in a, the next day or two. Yeah, but it's fun to just kind of hang out and watch movies with the kids uh, and have popcorn yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I, I, like, it, it's, like, you can't sit and watch a movie without the snacks. And I, I feel like that's just something that... But that's something we were kind of raised on. Uh, and yes, we, and, and exactly. we talked about this before with WrestleMania, where, you know, watching a show and then, like, watching a wrestling match and then not having snacks. Like, we used to always watch a WrestleMania or a pay-per-view and we'd have, like, pizza and, like, all different treats. And then, like, we, we watched a pay-per-view with nothing. We had, like, water. And it was different, but it's because we had that habit that we created... That's all. It's all mental. So we can enjoy movies without snacks. Yeah. If we want to, if we choose to. Yeah, I, I, sure. We, uh, I'm, not, I'm not arguing that at all. Yeah, absolutely. You mentioned so, you were anyway. doing a lot of reading. Yeah, I, I, but I always do a lot of reading. So yeah. what are you reading now? Currently, I, geez, I've got a bunch of different things I'm reading. Um, the one, the book that I just recently started and I'm about halfway through is uh it's called I have to look because I can't remember this this terrible 
Uh, Fast This Way by Dave Asprey. Asprey? 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 He's the guy that does like the bulletproof coffee and the bulletproof diet and all that stuff. It's it's his book uh, and it's all about fasting. I mean, I've fasted a million times yeah. and this was just like kind of a different, he's got a couple of different things in here that uh, I had heard were interesting ideas. So I always like to get different takes on things that, you know, I'm, you know me, I always like to keep on top of like uh, the nutrition and diet and exercise kind of stuff. So that's always been a passion of mine. So yeah, it's just, uh, it's, it's pretty interesting. He's got, a, he's got a lot of cool little anecdotes about stuff, you know, and it's not just like the way he explains, you don't have to just fast from food, but you can like do like a caffeine fast, for example, you like don't have caffeine and that's, that's a method of fasting. And, and he just gives like kind of like cool little different strategies for people to ease into fasting. And he basically just goes over how it's, it's all a mental game, which I mean, I've said that before too. It is yeah. all mental, but just goes over a lot of the different health benefits and stuff like that of fasting. And yeah, it's, it's good. It's good so far. Nice. Not bad. It's, it's very, uh, I don't want to say mainstream or what's the word I'm looking for. I don't know. I don't know. It's, 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 it's not controversial, I guess, which I thought it might be. Why? I don't know. It be, there was, all right, I guess maybe maybe the best way of putting it is there's nothing really new. I'm not learning anything new. It's just interesting the way he puts things. Okay. That I, I guess that I, I guess putting that's, it in a different perspective. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. It's more okay. so like like well, but again, I'm only half. Not oh, I said halfway through. I'm not even half. I'm, I'm about a quarter of the way through now. Looking at where my bookmarks at, so it's not really fair to say if it's good or bad yet because I'm not that far into it, but. Yeah, it's just, it's one of those, you know, it's kind of like, uh, do you remember that the Tim Ferriss book, The 4-Hour Body? He did The 4-Hour Work Week, The 4-Hour Chef. Vaguely. Well, it, it's like along, it's like one of those type of deals. It's like along those lines. Okay. The style of writing, I mean. It's good. It's it's accessible reading. For right. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's it's an easy to read book. That's what I mean. It's not like... He, he'll get into technical stuff and medical terms and phrases that okay. I'm not a fan of uh, at all. But but he also keeps it accessible for, like, somebody that's not into that kind of stuff. Alrighty then. Yeah. Anyway. It's a book I'm gonna about fasting. I'm going to shut up about the fasting book now. <laughs> that's enough. Jeez. I'm boring myself. I feel like I'm just going in circles here. A little, but I love you. Sorry. It happens. <laughs> it happens. That happens when yeah. you don't sleep well. Yeah. Anyway, dreams. You were talking about your dreams. Don't I, you want to know what I'm reading? Okay. Sure. Well, you were talking about dreams, and I then know, and then you went. But to, you went to, to reading, and I thought we get to dreams after. Right. So I thought, oh, we wanted to mention books, and I just didn't want you gave you the to perfect forget. opportunity. Okay. So what are you reading? <laughs> you do that all the time. Wow. Like you take your turn and then you don't give me mine and I'm just sitting waiting I, like a lady. Were, you were talking about dreams, so I remembered no, that. No, I just said, remind me to talk about my dream, but we were going into something else, so. Whatever you say, I can't win, so go ahead, whatever you say. What are you reading? I do that all the time, so whatever, get to it. Which is why I've gotten used to speaking up about it. Okay. I love you. Yes. I have been reading Hypnotism and Mysticism in India by Orman McGill. This is a book I've been... So it's about hypnotism in India? Uh, yeah, it, it's it's really cool. It's a book, basically, I was reading for my class. Um, I had this a question... Is hypnotism and Mysticism of India. Oh, of India, sorry. Um, That's okay. I asked my instructor, I was actually talking with Rambo about sign language... Because he knows British Sign Language. And I was talking to him and we were having the conversation about if somebody is deaf. And I'm laughing because of, I had a typo and I put dead. That's why I'm laughing. If somebody's dead, how could they be hypnotized? That, that like would it, be <laughs> very tricky. 
If you could figure that out, I'm sure there'd be like a Nobel Peace Prize in it for you or something, if that's even a thing. But that's why I'm laughing when I'm thinking of it because of the typo I had. I was like, deaf, not dead. Um, but I asked my instructor because I was like, how can we help people if they are hearing impaired or deaf? And he mentioned this book, and it is insane. Um it begins where he's talking about in India the tricks that they used to do, the quote-unquote magic tricks and how they would do it. And then it goes talking about like prana, energy, breathing techniques, then into hypnosis. And it's so cool and kind of how it all mixes together. It's a very fascinating read. Some of it I have to like stop and read a few times to make sure I'm getting it and I also want to try, like, I try practicing, like, you're breathing in through one nostril, and it's going through you, and I was like, so do you, like, hold your nose on one side, or, like, yeah, and that, like, I had to reread it to try to figure out from, is that what you do, you have to, like, block, that's how I'm doing it, I was gonna say, it's the only way I can think of it, yeah, that's how I'm doing it, because I'm not at the level where I can just control the air going through one nasal passage, but, um, no, it's just, it's really interesting, and I, thought it's a good read, but it's taking a little bit of time just because I want to absorb it properly. Yeah, So I'm kind of stopping and like rereading what I read to make sure I'm comprehending it as it's supposed to be. Cool. Yeah. Nice. Is it like, uh, for you, obviously it's got to be easier to understand because you've gone through hypnosis training and, and you've already read several books and things like that. So I like for, for somebody me, like me, it's more easy to understand because I'm spiritual oh, because okay. so I, I have more of a spiritual base. So it's um, not really like you have to be, I don't think so. So anybody it, can pick that up and yeah. get some out of it. Like cool. talking about like mass hypnosis, just explaining sound and rhythm and can put people in a trance movement. It can put people in a trance. Um, it has all these different things. It's, Hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting. My book is used. That was the only way I could find it was a used copy. So, yeah. There's a lot of books like that um, that you can only get now, you know, used or mm-hmm. whatever. They're out of print. And there's actually, since we're on the topic of books, I got one right here. Battle for the Mind, the Physiology of... Con- the phys- uh, phys- Wow, I can't talk today. Holy cow. Words are hard, baby. A Physiology of Conversion and Brainwashing. How evangelists, psychiatrists, politicians, and medicine men can change your beliefs and behavior. Ooh. This is the book that the CIA got a hold of, and this is when they started MKUltra. They, they read this book. They used this book as the basis. The experiments that were talked about in this book is, is the basis for all that stuff. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. Uh, I, I, again, like I said, I read a bunch of stuff. I'm only in the preface or excuse me, the introduction. It's, um, just looking at some of the chapter titles, it, it's going to be a pretty good read, I think. So nice. yeah, it's, uh, yeah, definitely just, uh, I told you I'm, I'm into all that kind of stuff. Cause yeah. I like to know how all this stuff works. I'm aware. And then hopefully be better equipped to defend myself. In, in, well, I think by shutting off our TV, we're one step well, ahead, yeah, getting the, rid of cable. That's the big thing. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> that and getting rid of news, that definitely. That's huge. Yes, that certainly helped a lot. Oh, yeah. Big time. Yeah. Now, what about uh, dreams? So, I had a dream. I want to hear about this. A few nights ago, and it kind of reveled into, like, what I want us to talk about. Okay. So, I had a dream, and a part of it was about high school. And when I woke up, I started thinking about high school and just remembering things, things that I've forgotten about. And one of the things that came to mind was like, I don't know about for you, but for me in my high school, if somebody was walking down the hall, like a a boy and girl walking down the hall holding hands, that was like, oh, they're officially dating or going out. And I, now it's almost the equivalent of like how people would be like, oh, I have, I'm a, the status of like in a relationship on Facebook. It's not official until you put it on Facebook. Is that still a thing? I don't know. I haven't had Facebook for years. Me either. That's why I asked if that's still a thing. No clue. But it was like that thing. So once you saw somebody walking down the hall, holding hands, you knew like, Oh, they're a couple. It's official. And I had a couple of friends, Debbie and Chrissy, and we just loved each other. And so we would hold hands down the hall because we don't give a shit. And, we used to get called like 
we got called names all the time. People would call us dykes. They'd make fun of us. And we were just like, whatever. (laughs) We don't care. Because like we held hands because just that comfort and being with each other and that energy. And I thought we were awesome. I don't care. But apparently it made some people uncomfortable. Okay. But so then I was thinking about like with relationships I don't know if anyone else had friends who did this, but I, I think it was like my freshman year. This happened to me a couple of times where my friends, high school still we're talking. Yeah. Freshman okay. year. My friends would like randomly ask a guy out for me that I had no interest in. Your friends would ask somebody out yeah. for you. Yeah. Like I had no idea this was happening. And then they're telling me like, Oh, so-and-so is going out with you now. And I'm like, what? This was freshman year of high school? Yeah, yeah. Like, the first time it happened. Sounds like a third grade thing, not like a freshman year of high school. But the first time it happened, like, I had no interest in this guy. And, like, he was kind of popular, but I just, I, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it. And so after, I think it was, like, a few phone calls, because, like, I didn't even see him in school. It was like we talked over the phone. And then I was like, I can't do this. I, I just, I, I cannot do this. And then I was like, how do I break up with this person? You actually I, gave I, it I a like, shot though, which is I amazing. I tried because I was right. like, okay. But, and I'll kind of get into part of my point with this with like guilt. Um, a- another time they asked, and I don't know if he had mentioned he liked me or something, but they were like, oh, Like, you should go out with Monique. And he was like, okay. And then again, it's like, oh, you're dating, you know, this guy. And I'm like, what? Like, why? I'm not, I like him as a friend, but I'm not interested that way. And so we ended up talking on the phone because I'm like, I I guess I'll give him a chance. And, (laughs) right? And I just remember, like, he's really nice, but I'm just not into him. And... I just remember like I ended up breaking up with him and I felt bad because I was like, cause he was telling me like how long he had a crush on me for and how much he liked me. And I was just like, Oh, you're making it so much harder. Uh, yeah. And I was like, I think we should just be friends. The dreaded friend zone. Been there. Not fun. Did your friends ever do that to you? No, God, no, nothing like that. No, I, I think, Jeez, I didn't have a girlfriend in high school at all, or junior high school. I think, I, I think the la- the girlfriend I had, the last girlfriend in school that I had was uh, sixth grade, I think, if I remember right. Yeah, sixth grade. And, you know, you sixth grade, you don't, you don't do anything, obviously. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, ne- no, I didn't do anything like that in high school. That never happened to me. I was more so, I skipped a lot of class in high school. Did a lot of that. <laughs> Sophomore year was, uh, yeah, I did a lot of skipping, so I didn't. I didn't really go to class a lot. And I'm trying to think. Yeah, the only reason I really buckled down junior year was because I wanted to get a drum set. I think we've told that story before, right? Yeah. And senior year, everybody was going to college. Everybody, I didn't want to go. Nor did I. But I was like, all right, come March when everybody's already gotten their acceptance letters and stuff. I'm like, all right, maybe I should, maybe I should think about if I want to go or not. Uh, I really don't want to, but all right. So I applied to one college, and the only reason I applied to that college is because my dad went there. It's literally the only reason why. This and is this is what <laughs> happens. This is what happens to yeah. the youth of America. Well, I mean, this was yeah, I mean, this was a while ago. Uh, I know, but I'm just saying, like, I yeah, went to well, college because yeah. I was told college or military. I think that's, I didn't I want think to. that's changing now, though. Oh, I, I'm obviously. I'm pretty sure that's changing But when, when we were teenagers, yeah, yes, of course. That's it's what, insane. Yeah, that's what it was. So I, I got accepted, and it wasn't because of my grades. It was because of the, you had to write, like, an essay. And so they accepted me based off the strength of my essay. I was told this in my interview wow. <laughs> because the grades sucked. But, um, so you didn't have friends trying to set you up with other people? No, that never happened. Uh, but yeah, no, well, that, that was that was high school for me. I didn't really 
Well, my point was just thinking about the guilt and feeling bad and feeling guilty. Like almost like I, I have to give this person a chance because they're saying they like me, even though I do not feel that way about them. And I was just thinking about the lack of strength and lack of boundaries that I had because I, you know, obviously was just like, okay, like I was trying to be nice, but I'm like, I shouldn't have had to do that. That's fucked up. Yeah. A lot of screwed up stuff happens when you're a kid. But have you ever felt guilted into doing things you didn't want to do? Uh, from friends? From anybody in life. I mean, yeah, my mom. Okay, you parents aside. Guilt. Okay. Family aside, like strangers. <sighs> Nah, not like not. I used to get put on the spot by salesmen and feel uh, like yeah, that kind of shit. Sure, but yeah, feeling but, like oh, I've they've they've been working so hard to help me now. I have to buy oh, this thing no, that I don't no, want to buy. That no, never. No, I'm God, glad no, I got never, out of that. Never, never, never. I, 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 you know, I guy would put his time in answering questions or something like a salesman, for example. But I, I never felt like I had to buy something. I always because of felt that. like this. No. Oh, I, I need to do this. And I hated oh, it. And it no. felt so wrong. They must have loved you then. <laughs> they must have read sucker on you. The worst. I Sorry, I, I, I'm I not trying to be a jerk. I think I'm just, we talked about this when we talked about jobs. Okay. When you I was I, when I was living in Rhode Island and I was going door to door selling yes, Electrolux yeah. vacuums yeah. and I just couldn't do it to people like yeah. they would have me vacuum their floors and like you know clean basically clean their house like oh yeah that's great and then like I part of me like wanted to put that pressure on and I knew if I really wanted to like get them to buy it I could but I was just like I didn't want to do that because I could tell like ah, I knew where I was working these people don't have money it's like. You don't have $1,200 for a new vacuum. Yeah, sales was never something I, I enjoyed doing. I think if I applied myself, I could be a pretty good salesman. Because when I did, when I worked at GNC, again, mm. right around the time you were probably selling vacuums, I that was like a big thing. You had to sell like whatever the new thing was that month. You had to you know push it to customers. And I, I got pretty good at that, and I, I hated it. Like, like it I just, could. I, felt like shit. I just didn't want to, and I it, refused that's, to. That's why I ended up leaving that job. I didn't last yeah. very long. I like, ended up quitting. If but. I wanted to, I could turn on the charm. Yeah, but I it could, just like, get people. Right. It's it exactly, right. and it, it didn't never felt feel right. right. Yeah. And I couldn't do that. And, like, now looking back, I think, like, shame on those people for putting that pressure on bit, others. It's but it's their job. I get it. It's business. Yeah, I get it. Nobody cares about you exactly. or, or the person walking in the door. They care about the money they're going to get in I their know. paycheck. And, and that's the thing. And so That's why it's like, I'm not going to do that to other people. But um, I was just like thinking back about the boundaries back then and like that kind of stuff in high school. And it's like, wow, I'm, I'm glad that I set my boundaries and I stopped feeling so guilty about shit. Bravo. Better late than ever. I'm curious. Has <laughs> anyone else done that to them? Like when they were in high school, their friends would be like, oh, you're going out with so-and-so now without you having any idea. Just curious. Am I the only one? That's, uh, yeah, that, that may be, I don't know. That I've, no one I ever hung out with did that to anybody that I'm aware of. Just my quote-unquote Never quote happened friends. to me. I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's a common or uncommon thing. I, I don't know. That's, That's the first time I heard of it was from you, but I, I've. It could be a common thing. I don't know. Yeah, that's why not I'm not, not in my curious. experience. Yeah, but I, I've been. You know, it's funny you mentioned high school because I've been dreaming not about high school lately, but about people from my past, mm. just randomly showing up in my dreams, and it's it sucks because now obviously I, I can't remember specific people, but I just know I wake up and I'm like, why was I just dreaming about that person why was that person in my dream and it was never anything bad that I can remember but just it was just weird like and it's been like the last couple of weeks just really strange just all these weird people from my past hmm. and I don't know what that means or you gotta write it down when you wake up I know and I, I always say I'm going to and I, and I never do I, yeah that's okay speaking of things in the past and reminiscing yeah we watched some ra some wrestling. We watched um, what's it yeah, called? I've been on watching a, a lot of wrestling lately. Yeah. Like, what did we but, watch but on Amy? When I say wrestling, I mean I'm not talking to 
new stuff. I'm talking stuff from like the, the 80s, 80s and, the, and, and 90s. the 90s. Yeah. Like when, when wrestling was really good. <laughs> yeah. Sounds terrible saying that, but it, it um, yeah, yeah. Um, what was the thing on A&E it, we it's were watching? A, uh, it's like a biography, I believe it's called. Okay. We watched one on, and and we got rid of cable, but there's like a A&E app. Yeah. That we put on our Roku and you can, you can watch whatever show you just have to sit through like ads here and there but yeah we watched the biography of was it stone cold steve austin and we watched and then we did macho uh, macho man randy savage and it was watching macho man that some stuff came up that we thought was a little odd and it i'll let i'll let you talk about it well well, no you go ahead and then i'll i'll kind of chime in what what was, because it's kind of a complicated. I'll let you go, and then I'll 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 kind of add to and it, when I need to. One of the things we were talking about is when somebody passes away, they're not there to say no, that's not what happened, and tell their side of the story. And in my life, in my experiences, I've seen it where once somebody passes away, people rewrite history. They change what's happened, and it's their perspective or their their um, created perspective. Um, how many times have you known somebody who died, and then all of a sudden someone comes out of the woodwork like, oh my God, my best friend passed away. It's like, they didn't like you. Or they didn't even know who you were. And, and like you're going around like we were best friends. And it's that attention because they want whatever, for whatever reason, that attention. And it's really interesting when you start talking about like in this case, like Macho Man and Miss Elizabeth and some of the storyline that happened that they're trying to say was real life, which even like some of the gimmick was trying to say like, oh, I don't know if he was really angry or if it was the gimmick you know, they was trying to do. And it's just like, it's not really fair because neither party, neither Macho Man nor Miss Elizabeth are alive to share their side. And it's almost like you're kind of sullying it, putting that way by saying, oh, I don't know. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Just putting that out there. And I just thought that's kind of unfair. So you're talking about the, him supposedly locking her in closets and that kind of thing. So we, yeah. So like just, Putting it on a thing like as if he was abusive. It's interesting that the first one we watched was Stone Cold Steve Austin. And he had some spousal abuse charges brought against him in 2000, 2001, right around that time. And they actually talked about the time period, remember in the documentary, when he quit and he walked out. Mm Mm-hmm. That's when all that stuff happened, but they didn't bring up those things with him. And they might not have if there are any legal reasons why they couldn't. Okay, fair enough. But I just thought it was interesting that it was not even broached. Nothing was even mentioned or talked about. That marriage, that obviously it's, it's an ex-wife of his now, was never brought up. It was never mentioned once. So I thought that was interesting. And, and then, it could be because she's said, don't even mention me. It, it, you it know? could be. It, or it could be that he didn't want to take part in it if they were going to mention it. It, yeah. it could very well be. But that again, there's an example of the person is alive, so they can kind of have a little bit of say. Mm-hmm. And then with the Macho Man one, the stuff that they were talking about with, uh, with, with Elizabeth and him. Now, I've heard those stories myself <laughs> as well. Yeah, we've joked about it. Yeah, but I was like just watching it and the people they had talking. I think this is why it bothered me because they had people like, I forget the guy's name, but he's like an actor and he was talking about Dan it. I'm like, Soder, sure. I think. And he was talking about it and he mm-hmm. was kind of, uh, he was making comments. He was comments, talking like he just, knew these people. Right. And I'm like, like he was you've there. Probably, you've never met these people at all. Yeah. How are you like giving, <laughs> give, and, and I think like the little thing, it said his name and underneath it said like actor, super fan. Yes. Okay. So that gives you, credibility in some way to talk about these people like you knew them or whatever it was just weird so I think that kind of went up my ass a little bit and uh it it was just it it bothered me because I'm like like you said these people are not here to defend themselves and everything you're hearing is hearsay now yes you have Hulk Hogan saying it you had like Jimmy Hart you had people that were close to them saying it but then when his brother would talk uh, Lanny Poffa would talk 
He didn't really mention. He just said he was protective of his wife. And I said to you, I think I hit pause. I was like, well, that's the thing. Like, he's he's one of the boys, mm-hmm. and the boys being the wrestlers, and he knows how the boys are, and and especially back then. The boys are dicks. Like, <laughs> pretty much. If there's a woman in the dressing room, guess what? She's fair game. Doesn't matter if she's with this guy, that guy. If it's that guy's wife, they that guy's girl. They don't care. And so. Randy Savage, knowing this, was probably like, you're not going to be around the boys. You're going to sit here. You're going to sit in this dressing room, and I'm going to keep you here unless I'm here with you. I, I And not just that, but I brought up a different perspective because is that, is for that all we know. Right? Probably not. But, but what if she said, I'm not really comfortable around these well, guys or I don't like them. She could have said, the and maybe too. like you said, he could be taking the heat. You know, so she doesn't get heat from anyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And saying, oh, I'll yes. do this. Like, well, you don't know. Right. Well, that yeah, you brought that up. Like, maybe she said she wants to be away because she's, she's not comfortable around all these guys. And he, like, we, we they call it in wrestling, taking the heat. Get everybody mad at you instead of her being mad at her and her getting a reputation. He's just like, God, oh, just put it all on me. It's fine. And he made it look like he was locking her in. I don't know. It could be. I'm just saying. I'm, just I'm not saying, saying that's we the don't case. Know. And this but we is don't the know. Thing. People just snap to these conclusions. It, right. People and the, quick and these to pass judgment. Yeah. And it's like, you don't really know the story. Exactly. And I just think it's unfair when somebody can't defend themselves. I think it's somewhat weak to pass it like it's truth, even though you're trying to say like, you know, oh, well, we don't really know. But it's like, you're putting it out there for the world. It's like, is that, you're saying you love this guy. You guys were best friends. Is that really what you want to do? You want to put that out there about him? That's, well, see, that's the thing that was very, it was just, it was really kind of strange mm-hmm. watching and very, it was, it, it was, it was just really interesting to watch because you had people that were close to him. There's friends and everything. And they're saying, it, it, like you get, it just it's just very weird he, seeing them. Okay, he was great. He was a great guy. He was intense. He was crazy. But you know they're saying crazy like in a good way. But the, but then oh, but the way he was with Elizabeth was all. So it's like okay, wait. Well, like, it was just very one strange. One of the things uh, like, where like he told uh, Miss Elizabeth like, no, you stand over there. Oh gosh. And, and yeah, they were yeah. like trying to say like maybe he was just trying to keep her safe, but you know he could have just been really overprotective and he didn't want anyone near her. And I had mentioned like Alex would do that with me when I was his valet. I would come out to the ring, and sometimes it's like we're not sure you know where we're going to be in the ring and where he's going to be. And he would you know kind of point me to like I want you to be here because this is probably the best spot for you for what's going on. That's all. Unless there was like a specific thing we were doing and I needed to be in a certain spot. It was like, I'm going wherever. I want to be out of the way. And so we we don't don't know. We don't have to get an inside baseball type stuff. Okay. But what I'm saying is like to just put that. There uh, there was a lot of there was a lot of mixing what was obvious storyline with real life. It was very obviously done. Well, okay, I say obviously obvious to me because I I. Kind of knew. I, I knew a couple of the people involved. I've heard the stories, and I could see that a lot of the stuff that was being presented was not what really happened. It, it was a lot of hearsay, and there was a lot of sensationalism going on. Now, when it talked about his later girlfriend, the one where he was surveilling her house, yes, but. I just want to see before we get to that. There was even a part after where Ricky the Steamboat Dragon was talking about the match. Ricky that- the Steamboat Dragon. It's Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Sorry, I get things confused. I always get them Jeez. swapped. Where's I'm going to call hunt? him Ricky the Steamboat Dragon from now on. Yes. Anyway, go ahead. Anyway, as you knock shit over, that's what you get. Um, <laughs> I can't. I love woman. you. No, remember how he said he was like with the match, like step by step, you know, step one, step two, step 34, up to like steps like 160 with their match that they had. Yeah. Um, one of the things that they even showed was like him moving Miss Elizabeth. Like that was one of the steps. So it just showed right there. That was part of like the, the match. That's something that they had pre-planned. And that came after they were like other people were trying to say like he was being okay. overbearing. So I just was uh, like, oh, okay. that's kind of weird. Like you're saying he's being overbearing. But here they're like showing that it was part of the match when they did it. There was a lot of weird. Yeah. So I just was like, that's kind of Inconsistent kind of stuff. But yeah, when they were talking about. Gorgeous George. Yes. How he, she found in his home uh, <laughs> monitors of uh, her home. Like, I guess he had 
paid people to put cameras up in her house and was surveilling her house. That was a little, yeah. Yikes. So, yeah, anyway. Okay, yeah. that could be overbearing. Little kind of, a little strange, if 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 true, mm-hmm. if that happened, if true, it's a little strange. But yeah, you did have a lot of people that said that he was very paranoid, and I'd heard that as well. I'd heard that from people that were close to him. And I do know that when he got out of wrestling, I, and I can't remember when it was, it would have been, I think he came back for one show in like 2006 or seven. I'd have to look it up. Uh, but... When he got out of wrestling, he was out. He was done. He wasn't one of those guys that just kept coming back and hanging on and this. No, he was done. Like, he let his hair grow gray, lost a bunch of weight, got really, he looked like a totally different person. And actually, a funny story that I heard one time, uh, Brett the Hitman Hart saw him at, do you remember Crush, the wrestler Crush, Brian Adams? No. He was a late 80s, early 90s. He was, he was a WWF guy. Anyway. They were all good friends. Well, Crush passed away, and at Crush's funeral, Bret Hart saw Randy Savage, and they were talking, and Bret Hart didn't realize he was talking to Randy Savage because he looked so different. And he and, and uh, Bret Hart, I think he said he was talking to him for a good five, ten minutes before he realized who it was, and he had to ask him, Randy? And he said, yeah, what's up, man? Because he didn't talk in the voice anymore. Like, he completely became... Randy Poffo mm-hmm. instead of Randy Savage. Like he left the voice, all that. He left it all. Like he, when he removed himself from wrestling, he was done. Like that was it. So it's hard to say if maybe that overbearing persona kind of the, kind of maybe like leaked into his real a life a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's, it's possible. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, it's who, weird. I mean, who knows what was going on? Definitely interesting, a different, an interesting thing to see and, and, and watch. But again, anything on TV. But it just made me think about when produced. people, you know, pass away and how some people tend to rewrite history with that relationship they had or with things that they oh, say yeah. happen when, you know, oh, it was just two of us. So... Yeah, I mean, for sure. I, I, I've I've had that happen firsthand with me when my best friend passed away. All these people coming out of the work, oh, yeah, he was a great guy, my best friend, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, what? He, he hated your guts. What are you talking about? So, yes, I've 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 had that happen personally as well. Actually, one thing It's that too bad that people do that and feel the need to do that yeah. kind of stuff when well, somebody's no longer here. It sucks like, for the people who care about them because I had a friend pass away and... Before he passed, like, years before when we were hanging out, I remember, like, nobody, like, he needed a ride. Nobody would give him a ride. Like, another friend passed away. And he was like, can somebody please, you know, pick me up and, you know, bring me to the funeral? And nobody. Not one person. I was like, okay, yeah, I'll do it. Absolutely. But it was just, like, people would shit on him. And, you know, they weren't always there for him. And then, you know, oh, he passes away and everyone's just like, oh, he was such a good friend. And he was, and it was just like, dude, you treated him like shit. And so like, it, it sucks and it hurts when you witness that. And it was just like, you know, kind of bringing back those memories of people do that. But it's, you know, my, my part to not get hurt and upset by it, but just kind of say that's their own thing. And it yeah, is what it is. Yeah, right, let, exactly. let them, you know, deal with what they get to deal with. Yeah, it's it's too bad that that kind of stuff happens, but you know it is what it is. What are you gonna do? Just it's just it it is too bad. That's yeah. I mean I don't know I don't know how how really to expand on that. I just put it's it's their journey. Yeah, but yeah, anyway. they'll get to where they need to be. But yeah, check out the Macho Man yeah. documentary. It, by all I mean, I don't care about the personal stuff. The guy was a fantastic to watch. Oh, yeah. He was great to watch, and, and 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 honestly, by all accounts, uh, from everybody, a good guy. Like he did a lot of charity that was never really publicized too much. They didn't really make it public. He wasn't one of those that went out looking for the accolades. But I'd heard a lot of stories, just like different things that he did charity wise, and you know, a lot of people that he helped out that was never really made public. So. It's really too bad when you see, like, because nobody's perfect, obviously. And some of us, yeah, we do things that... We all do. Uh, yeah, right, of course. But uh, I, I can't say I've ever done anything to that to the extent that he was accused of. 
that's kind of it's a bit much if if true but it's it's too bad that that's the kind of stuff that they felt they had to put in this documentary exactly you know instead yeah. of instead of just celebrating the guy who everybody I think it's because that's the story that people want to hear. They think that people want to hear. And so that's why they put it out yeah. there because yeah. that's what gets downloads or that's, you know. Yeah, what but gets, so it gets people talking yeah. and gets views. It's the controversy. Mm-hmm. It, it's too bad yeah. that you can't just have, I mean, because a lot of it was positive and then that stuff would get tossed in. It's like, okay, but whatever. I just it, thought it was kind of disappointing. Yeah, for, for those kind of things. Yeah, it was. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. And speaking of wrestling, so. we were talking about doing another bonus episode, doing a watch along. Yeah. Yeah. I, some, sometime soon we'll figure that one out. Yes. So. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't know what, on what. It would have to be. I, I, I couldn't do anything recent. I really couldn't. But, yeah. Maybe we'll do something. Yeah. And <laughs> our friend Ketsuban from the Wrong War podcast. Check him out. Uh, he's interested in doing it with us. So oh, that, that could be fun. Yes. It so fun. we can arrange something. Maybe do one match for our show and one match for his show. Sure. Yeah. Why so. Not? Yeah, that could be fun. If, the, if there's a certain. If, if, anybody, if there's a certain match, not an entire pay-per-view. Oh, gosh, <laughs> you yeah, want to you want to see done, let us know. Yeah, sure. Um, that'd be fun. Uh, I, I think, yeah, going back and looking at a lot of those things like from childhood uh, or even, you know, just teenage years, in your 20s, whatever, a lot of the a lot of the stuff when wrestling was really, really big. The, there's so many cool like his like history and backstory to a lot of the stuff that it's it I, like to me, that's the stuff that's fun, like to talk about and reminisce about. The matches, yeah, great. They're you know, they're fun, whatever. But I think like a lot of the backstory and, and stuff like leading into it is really I cool. I think sharing memories and yeah, yeah just like yeah. different stuff or things that you're noticing in the match that maybe nobody did. Yeah, I mean, sure. That I, that's how I would watch it. I would. You guys have. I mean, anybody, you, if, if you've heard if you've heard our heard watch before. along, then you know how we roll. Yeah, you know how so. it's gonna be. Yeah. So yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be cool. Sure. Okay. Great. What else? What? What? Anything else crazy that you've been dreaming about going back to dreams? I know we're kind of flip flopping going back and forth, but dreams. Ugh. I've been having. You, you like tell me a lot of dreams. Like you are good about telling me first thing in the morning if mm-hmm. you've had some kind of interesting dream. Can you think of anything like you want to share right now? No, not right now. So I I saw that there's I guess some research that's come out. That's saying that, and I think it was on uh, the Sam Tripoli podcast. He had a guest on. The name escapes me right now of his guest. But there was a lot of research that's come out that says that a lot of our dreams tend to be roughly uh, like precognitive. And they're essentially we're able to dream and predict events that are going to happen around a year into the future. I did see somebody posted that that? on Twitter. And what it made me think of is when I have dreams and then I have deja vu from them. And it's always, it's a long time out. It's usually like at least a year or two or three out because a lot of times it's somewhere I don't recognize. Like, but once I'm there, I'm like, oh, because I wasn't at this job yet. So I'll be working at one place and let's say two years go by. But I don't, like, I remember things, so I don't necessarily write down the dates of everything. So to say, like, oh, I had this deja vu and go back, which I probably should do. But I I remember stuff. I just don't write down the dates. Hmm. Unless it's something really weird. Like, if I have a dream about a friend, I'll write it down usually with a date um, if it really sticks out for some reason. But, um yeah, I was like, I wonder if it's like one year or two years or three years from that date of the dream. It's never anything cool, but I, yeah, I wonder about that. I wonder. I got to start writing my dreams down because yeah. <laughs> that'd be pretty neat. If you could, the, the more you if do that, if you start like the moment you wake up, because it's really hard. If you wake up and you look at your phone or do anything, it can slip away. For me, if I feel like I'm losing like a dream, I go to the feeling. 
and I just try to connect with the feeling I have from the dream. And then I get the feeling and like I keep my eyes closed and I focus on that feeling. And then usually what happens is I get like a bit. And from that bit, I rewind back based off the feeling. And okay, this part, I had this feeling. And like, then what? Okay, and then how did I get here? And then I start remembering because I'm rewinding back. Hmm. It works for me. Interesting. Yeah. But it's interesting when I think about it because usually when I dream, the feeling is usually in my solar plexus or my heart chakra. Interesting. Yeah. I yeah. For me, anytime I tell you a dream that I remember, it's because I am like just waking up Mm -hmm. and I'm like forcing myself. I gotta remember this. I gotta talk about it. I gotta tell her about it. And I told you, like, your phone has like the voice recorder. Turn it on and just record, talk about it because it is kind of a pain in the ass writing it all out or typing it all out. But if you just like, you know, put the date and then say, I had a dream about this, like you can even put it to like translate so it can write it up for you. Maybe I'll try that. Yeah. Of course, I'm not opening it. I'm probably not going to. But yeah, it is what it is. I'll try. I, I, I can say I'll try. I'll try to remember. You know, when I wake, you know, you know me, when I wake up, I'm like, huh. Yeah, I and I'm I'm a heavy sleeper, so when I'm actually asleep, I sleep. But when I wake up, I'm just like if if I come it, it depends. Like if I wake up out of a dream, like a good dream, I can't, I can't remember any nightmare I've had recently. But if I wake up uh, most of the time if it's something that was unresolved or I want to see where it's going, I can just close my eyes and fall back asleep so I can go back into the dream. And I, and I can do it, and then I go back to where I left off, which is whatever you call I don't know what you call that. But then if I wake up and, like, I'm up for the day, if I don't talk about it right away, it's yeah, it's gone. And, and that's usually what happens with a lot of people. And if you wake me up, forget it. Like, I'm foggy. It takes me, like... 45 minutes to wake up if I get shaken out of sleep. I, I'm so. a light sleeper, so I wake up and I'm like, oh, okay. Do my little gratitude, and I'm like, I'm so thankful I woke up, and I'm thankful for this day, and I'm up. I'm not, I, yeah. Yeah, I just, not me. I'm an early riser. Like if, five, if I wake up on my own, I'm, like, I'm fine, Ooh. but if you shake me out of sleep, forget it. I'm groggy. I need... A lot of time to wake up. Yeah, everyone's different. Before we wrap up, I just wanted yeah. to mention, uh, shout out to our friend, Human Vibration. She was on the uh, My Maria 777, her podcast. Human Vibration was on a guest. Uh, as we're listening, it's this week, but by the time it will, the show will air, it'll be last week. But check it out. I listened to it today, and oh my gosh, like... That was such a fun episode to listen to, like hearing the girls talk and sharing their stories. It's like somebody said it was like living vicariously through them. And it really was. It was really fun. And like one of the things that they talked about. Spoilers if you haven't heard it. Not really. It's just I related (laughs) to it so much because I I wanted to share the story because I was telling you about it and I was laughing so hard I couldn't talk. But just talking about like when you try to be sexy, when you try to be cool and it's like the universe humbles you, it's like, oh, no, no, I'm going to knock you down a peg or two. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that happens to me all the time. I relate to it so much because anytime I've tried to be like really cool or sexy, it always backfires and I make a complete ass of myself. And one example I was sharing with Alex today was um, when I was younger, there was a club in Portsmouth called the Elvis Room, and I used to frequent it quite a lot. Portsmouth Road, where? New Hampshire? New Hampshire. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so uh, my friend at the time, his band was playing this band, the Ducky Boys, and I used to love that band. And so they were playing, and they were playing with some other bands, and so the way it's set up is... You walk in through the main door and straight ahead, it was like two rectangles side by side. One was like a bar area with tables. And then um, as the bar, it's kind of like an L shape. There's like a kind of, when you walk in through the front door to the right, there's a doorway going into the other section that has a stage. And that's where the bands would play and everyone would go in to listen to the bands. So where the doorway is, 
bands would set up their merch table on one side by like the window and then on the other side is the bar. So I was going to walk into the club part of it with the stage and I saw the singer, my friend, Mark. And so I'm like, I'm going to be cool. And so <laughs> I'm going to be cool in my mind. So I tapped him on the shoulder and like for those for our watchers, I like walk by and I try to do like this really cool, sexy looking like how you doing and the merch table, the guys there had a box of merch under the table, but it was pushed out and I tripped over it like right as he turned to look at me, he just sees me go flying, like flying forward. Cool. <laughs> this is what happens when I try to be cool and sexy, like on purpose. The universe is like, mm, no. But yeah, so like some of the stuff they were sharing, I was like, I relate to that so hard. I don't know if I have any stories that I can share like that. No universe humbling you stories. Oh, geez. I, I've been humbled, of course. I don't, not, not by trying to look cool, though. Oh. I look at all mine as like anytime I thought I, like anytime if I was I always try to keep my my ego and myself in check always did and no and I I defy anybody out there to tell to find somebody that can say I was ever had an ego or or was ever like conceited or stuck up or anything like that I d- didn't happen I always kept myself in check but for me, I, I feel like anytime I had like a major injury in wrestling, if I if I was getting out of my out of being myself and allowing the wrestling gimmick or whatever to take over, that's when I'd get hurt. Mm. That's always when I would get hurt. For me, so I, I feel like that maybe that was like maybe that was the universe's way of being like, hey, dude. I don't know. <laughs> like for me, if it was an ego thing, because it's not like I was like, oh, I am so cool and sexy. It was. I'm going to try to be cool. And the universe is like, no, (laughs) honey, you're not. You should know better than to try. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. But it was a funny story, and I just thought I'd share it. So for anyone out there who's clumsy and tries to be cool and just ends up making an ass of yourself, you're not the only one. It happens to me constantly. If I say, like, I'm going to get all dressed up and look pretty, something will happen where, like, I'll like spill food or coffee or something on my clothes or I'll, uh, you know, something will happen. Yeah. Well, look at it like this. If something like that happens, it's because the universe is telling you, you don't need any of that shit. I tell Could you, be. I tell you all the time. Why do you, why do you even bother wearing makeup? You're beautiful. You don't well, need it. I tell you all oh, the time. And I tweeted about this. So the other day I went to work and I'm like almost done my day and I just kind of like rub my hands on my eyes and I'm like, I don't have mascara on. I forgot to put makeup on today. I totally forgot. And what did I tell you that morning when you left for work? I stopped you and I said, you look really beautiful this morning. Thank you. I didn't realize it's because you weren't wearing makeup. I didn't realize that was why. Well, the last but episode, last week's episode, I barely had any makeup on. Whatever. I, I'm working to it. I do, it. I do it because I think I look beautiful. <laughs> like I told you, when I get like all sexy like years ago, I was in like plaid skirts and fishnets. But that was to me. That's how I felt good. That's how I felt I looked good. I'm not doing the conventional sexy. It was what feels good to me. What makes me feel like. I mean, I used to do like crazy punk rock makeup, like turquoise eyeshadow and like winged eyeliner and awesome artistic cool makeup. And I thought I looked fantastic. Other people probably looked at me and thought I was a freak show, but I didn't care. I thought I looked really good. And that's what I'm saying. So when I say like, oh, I'm looking sexy or whatever beautiful it's not about what most people define as sexy or beautiful it's like my own definition which can change to however I want it to be cool yeah but yeah I just wanted to share my universe story with me tripping and falling (laughs) because it's funny (laughs) It is fun. And don't we just have to laugh at ourselves when yeah, stuff like that geez, happens? Oh my gosh, we have to. That's what I mean. You have to laugh. 
because otherwise you'd, you'd be a miserable person. I mean, look at look at the world. <laughs> you gotta laugh. You gotta have a sense of humor, especially. especially <laughs> yeah, you, just, you gotta laugh. Yeah, you have to. We have it, to be able to make fun of ourselves. Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Can't take yourself too seriously. No, I mean, I, I, I mentioned it before. The guy who said, like, they thought NASA was the world's largest user of helium until they found out it was me <laughs> referring to my voice. I thought that was funny. Yeah, they're teasing me or making fun of me, but I don't care. It was funny. Yeah. And we have to be able to laugh at ourselves. Yeah, you have to. Why not? Of course. Yeah. I, I'm with you on that. 100%. And laughter is the best medicine. The best medicine. Yeah. All right. That and plants. And fasting. Fasting is a good medicine as well. Yes. And sunlight. Sunlight. And positive energy. Mm, yes. Yeah. We are not doctors. Please don't take anything we've said as medical advice. Or take it as medical advice and actually maybe get healthy. Or don't, but don't sue us if it doesn't work for you. Yeah. That's yeah. all. That's all. But we're not doctors. We are not doctors. No, I don't think I'd want to be either. I'm good. Yeah, you are. Hey, thanks. So anyhow, where can people find you on, So, unless you, there was anything else you wanted to talk about? I, I mean, we we can keep going. We can go all night if we want to. You know, do we have to go all night on a podcast though? No. Can we go all night doing something else? Hey, oh, what? Oh, naughty, naughty. All right, anyhow. All kinds of freaking naughty. Yeah. Yeah. Anywho. So how can people find you, Alex? Me. I'm how turning the tables here. Uh, we didn't talk about our podcast, though. Where can people we find can do it after. Whatever. How can people find you? We'll I, you could find me on Twitter. That's it. The Alex Arion. And alexarionfitness.com. How about yourself? Find me on Twitter at underscore Monique Giselle underscore. Had to do the underscores because somebody already had Monique Giselle with one L. Whatever. It's okay. We know how to use the underscore button. And I have a website, tarotbymonique.com. And I have an Etsy shop, Wonders by Monique. And you can find me there. What about the podcast? Where can people find that? On Twitter at Pod. And our website. And our website. That's it, right? Because there's yeah, no what. Yeah, that's just, it. Homewreckerpodcast.com. Until we get kicked off Twitter for something. And YouTube, Brighteon, and Odyssey. That's it. So follow, subscribe, whatever it is, like. And if you'd be so inclined, please give us five stars. Yeah, we appreciate those. Yeah. Those are fun. We should actually look at those. Maybe like if we get a review, like some days time to write a review, we can read them on the show or something. I, I've read them. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll do that in the future episode. Maybe, but give us reviews. Good ones, please. <laughs> Send hey. us that positive energy. Yeah, we appreciate Five that. Stars. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's it's whatever you feel like doing. We hope that we uh, earn the five star. Yes. But, yeah. All right. Yeah. And, yeah, YouTube, Brighty on Odyssey. You can watch us. Yes. This is the part where everybody shuts off the show. Pretty much. Usually because like, oh, yeah. We should keep going for like 20 more minutes. (laughs) They're going to, they're going to talk about this and they're going to, oh, okay. You want to keep talking? We, you know what we should do next time is do this shit in the middle of the show. In the middle of the show. Yes. Yeah. We'll do it in the middle of the show. Change it up. Yeah. Chaos. Shake it up. Shake it up. Shake it up. I just got the car. Shake it up. Shake it up. The cars were awesome. Yeah, they were. I liked the cars. I did too. Um, one of the bands I was in, because I was in like a ton of bands, we did, um I'm trying to think. Shake it up? No. What I like about you? Wait, that wasn't the cars. No. I was going to say, just what I needed. Just what ca- I needed. Yeah, that was, that was the, the cars. cars. Yes, yeah, was. okay. Because I'm like, I, like, I was like, oh, just what I needed by the cars. And I'm like, wait, no. Is that the cars? It was. I'm like yeah. totally like yeah. mind blanking and I should know this, but yeah. Remember the song You Might Think? Yes. Remember that music video? It's a great that was song. awesome. Yes. That was like the MTV, like the height of MTV. The I cars. think one awesome. of the funnest things was being in a cover band with my brother. We did like all kinds of songs. We did like Patsy Cline. We did um 
Oh, Outcast, Hey Ya. We did that song. We did Misfits. We did like a whole bunch of stuff. It was just really fun. Covers. Yeah, covers are fun. When I was in a Making band. them like really fast and loud. Yeah, we would always cover just like heavy stuff. Pantera, Megadeth, Metallica. That we kind did of stuff. Typo Negative, Black Number One. And okay. so I like actually like sang it. So does he have like that like well, kind of voice? Or is, no, is that he had like Peter Steele has a very like his voice was very deep, but I did it, and I I hate to say it this way because I don't like Tori Amos, but like singing, um, so like I'd sing it, but then I'd like go into like I feel awkward like doing that, but where he's like was like loving the dead, like I'd like get really like try to get my voice deep and like then like do that um but it was really cool and I get like Wicked Soprano like singing um where he's like loving you was like loving the dead where he's actually singing it and I get like super soprano it was really cool and I wish I had audio we had a MySpace and I forgot is that still around yes and we're still on there my band too drunk to dance still on there but i don't know the password and i don't even remember the email address that i used to get it so we had like videos up um we had audio up if you have a myspace account and you find it and you can hear it and see it let me know (laughs) see i i never had a myspace and never i don't even i don't know if i ever even went on myspace i may have like seen other people going on it and looked over their shoulders as they're showing me stuff but i never myself typed in the words myspace dot com net yeah whatever it was. Yeah. i never had a myspace and there was so. tom who was that yeah tom Who's from tom? myspace it was like this dude who was just like in his profile picture he was like everybody's friends when you he like created or something i don't know but when you started a myspace account you'd have one friend and that was tom until you added who more was people. that the creator of i guess MySpace? so yeah oh okay like and there was tom like who the hell's tom we don't fucking know but he was our friend all right all right yeah. jeez relax. but no yeah so it was, hold it, was it cool. down hold it down easy now so, easy. i'm all like hyped up like i want to wow. sing some black number one now what was I, it, what was the most memorable show your band ever played? I don't know. Because we had a lot of fun shows. One of the funnest was uh, my friend Alicia. We did a Halloween show in her basement. And I wore like a sexy Alice in Wonderland costume. And um, it was cool. Like I was like climbing the speakers and like jumping off and like singing and like dancing in the pit while I was singing. A pit? Yeah. In her basement? How big yeah. is her house? I don't know. So it was like a house party. Yeah. But like we were playing in the basement. It was awesome. It was so cool. We did like one show and um, like it, it had a really big draw. That that was fun. I, I think every show was fun because I was just, I don't give a shit. I'm there to have fun. I wanted to sing and have fun. That's what it's about. Yeah. Having fun. Yes. Hell yeah. Yes. Cool. I, I think one of, the, one of the, we played a lot of bars. And I was 16 and getting into all these like 21 and over clubs and playing drums. It was weird. I didn't drink or anything. I was, I was never a drinker in high school or anything like that. But that was really weird playing to a bunch of drunk people as a kid. (laughs) Yeah, but we did that a lot in my band. That's awesome. In Uh, in one of my bands, I should say. Do you remember, uh, I'm trying to think, Cafe Savoy? It was in Manchester. Never, never went there. No. I used to go to Cafe Savoy in Manchester like all the time to go watch bands play. Cool. Yeah. No. Never. And it's just so funny. I'd be in Manchester all the time. Just saying. No, nope. never, never went to that place ever. That's okay. Yeah. Interesting. Very interesting. Could have connected back then and we wouldn't even know it, but did, you didn't did, go. Oh, oh Sorry. I probably would have thought you were a freak. You probably would have. <laughs> Who's Fishnets this freaking chick with like Fishnets leopard print tank top and, and yeah, you wear. <laughs> yeah, crazy makeup. Yeah, probably wouldn't have. I don't know. I remember my friend Stan. Oh my fucking god! Like at, uh, one time at um, talking of reminiscing at Cafe Savoy, <laughs> breaking beer bottles over his head in the parking lot. All right. It was entertaining. Cool. I'm just like, what are you doing? He's like, no, it's okay. Because the trick is you tap it on the ground 
not hard enough to break it, but it, it like gets it ready and then you smash it. Yeah, it gimmicks it up a little yeah. bit. Yeah. 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 We used to do that with like steel chairs in wrestling. You'd like stomp out the the seat of it because it would make a it, it would pop. It, if it depended on the type of chair, I got pretty good at it after a while. You you hit right on the right spot, and it makes a nice loud pop. Oh. If you gimmick the you call it gimmicking the chair. Yeah, right? so we kind of gimmick the bottle, I guess. I didn't know yeah, if that really worked it. or not, but uh, it's like he warmed it up to smash it over sure. his head. Yeah. Sure, I've never smashed a bottle over anyone's head or had it smashed over mine, so I couldn't tell you. But okay, sure. I th- I heard that the trick to that is you just gotta you just gotta break it. Like you just gotta do it hard because if you don't do it hard enough and the bottle doesn't break, it hurts. That will hurt like a it son does. of a bitch. I mean, I'm sure it's gonna hurt anyway, but it will hurt really bad. And Have you ever had somebody like throw a bottle and it hits you in the head? That has happened. Yeah, actually. it, yes. it doesn't feel it, pleasant. It freaking hurts. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, if you're trying to, ooh, gosh, yeah, no. I, it's funny, actually, Roddy Piper, one of his famous promos, he did that. He smashed a bottle over his head and just started bleeding everywhere, and he was, like, sweating and everything. And so it was just a mess. It was awesome. It was one of his famous promos. And there we connected reminiscing with wrestling. There you go. Full circle. Went Full circle. Not even around. intentional. Just just happened. Bam. Just Love like it. That. Yes. Yeah. Love stuff. it. Good stuff. So, anyhow, on that note... Until next time. Want to give love to all our hearers and watchers and yeah. all our Twitter friends. We love you. Yes, absolutely. And we appreciate everybody spending their time, their most valuable currency. Yes. Listening to us. Yeah. Just BSing and having a grand old time. We you really guys appreciate rock. it. For, thank for you. real. So thank you so much. And until next time, everybody, I am the double G. The double A. The Golden Greek, Alex Arion. Joined as always by my beautiful, lovely, gorgeous, amazing trophy wife, the lovely Monique. Oh. Oh, my turn. And you've been listening to the Homebreaker <laughs> Podcast. I'm just shaking it up. We're having fun here. That's all. Just throwing in a little chaos. Nothing wrong with Why that. Why not, right? Sure. Yeah. And you've been listening to the Homewrecker Podcast. Shaking it up a bit. Yeah. Shake it up like the cars. Car style, baby. Shake it up. Chaos. Causing all kinds of chaos over here. It's all good, baby. Throwing me off my game like I have any game. I was going to say, you got game. I got you. Ha, ha, ha. No, that's right.